pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. What's up, what's up, Grinders? Welcome back to the Weekend Grind Podcast brought to you by Roto-Grinders. I'm Josh Sir Giant from the Weekend Grind crew here, as always, with my co-host, Travis, Mr. Chalk Mangone. Travis, how you doing today, man? Yeah, ready to dive into the slate. It should be a uh, should be a pretty fun one. Tons of value, uh, tons of studs to pay up for, so it should be good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, five-game slate just kind of feels like the sweet spot, right? Feels like uh, not too many, not too little. It's, it's a fun slate here today for a Saturday. And sweet spot for me is like eight, but uh, it's, I don't know, it's a little, it's when I start maybe not trying to play cash games as often, so it's kind of, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of five game slates, but I think they're great for tournaments, so uh, I don't know, I don't know if I'm playing cash for sure, I got some action out there, but uh, you know, don't know which route I'm taking yet still. Yep, yep, so you covered the weekend, uh, not the weekend, sorry, this is the weekend grind, you covered the grind down today as usual, right? Yep, yep, did that, and uh, you know, all researched up and ready to go. All right, cool. So make sure you go ahead, check that out on the content section. If you want some more in-depth analysis to read, check out Travis's grind down. And also give us both a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at RealJoshuaGiant. You can follow Travis at TravisMangone. That's at Travis, M-A-N-G-O-N-E. You can see how it's written out in the description of the podcast. So without further ado, let's hop into the slate here. We're covering the main slate, five games, locking at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. First game on the slate, we've got the Memphis Grizzlies. In Cleveland against the Cavs, 205.5 is the over-under. And uh, Cavs a heavy favorite here. Uh, favorite here by, uh, looks like, what, 14 points? Yeah, so in this game, uh, yeah, it's definitely not my my favorite at first look, right? Uh, I'm normally someone that likes really fast-paced games. I want pretty high totals. And, uh, yeah, the total's fine. It's because, obviously, the Cavs are in the game. But, uh, you know, it's just definitely uh, definitely not great for uh, for the Cavaliers because it's against the slowest uh Slowest tempo team in the league can be pretty frustrating. So uh, definitely not something, uh, you know, obviously I'm not going to be interested too much in the Cavs. I think LeBron James is like obviously in play because he's LeBron James. Uh, but other than that, like Kevin Love, uh, I don't have a ton of interest in. And with Marcus All like questionable now, uh, I know I was worried about Marcus All defense on Love, but now I'm just worried it's going to be too much of a blowout. So uh, I don't know. I don't have a ton of interest in many of these guys, mainly just looking at like a LeBron James, maybe a J.R. Smith if I think he's going to get ton- tons of minutes. But uh, I'm not really interested in uh, too many Cavaliers here. I think LeBron's obviously a fine play. Uh, Kevin Love's too priced up. And there's other centers that I would like, in my opinion. And then maybe like a dart throw at Jarrett Smith, but nothing else pretty crazy here on the Cavs side. Yeah, how about the Memphis side? I agree with you completely, by the way, but uh, about how to you know handle the Cavs here, especially if Marcus All is out. It's going to be an issue. We should probably see some more line movement if that's the case. But um, how about on the Memphis side? You know, we've got Conley out. And uh, we got this kid, Dylan Brooks. Like, what do we do with him here, Travis? He's still super cheap across the industry. Do we think he still gets run during a blowout situation just to see what the kid could do, give him some extra minutes? Uh, Like I say, he's just very cheap. He has some upside, too. So uh, what do you think about Dylan Brooks here in this spot? 
I mean, I think he's an okay play, but I'm not really the uh, I'm not really the biggest fan of like going to him today, just because I think there's a lot, uh, just way better value plays on this slate. So I don't think it's necessary to have to go him on uh, on this one. So uh, I'll pass on him because I just think there's a uh, way better value plays that we'll uh, be able to get exposure to instead. So is there anyone outside of a tournament throw at LeBron here that you would be interested in? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously like Jermichael Green, I think he's a really good value play, especially with the news with Marcus Gasol. I think he's, you know, at the price tag he's at, he's really interesting. So he's one guy that I'm definitely going to be targeting here. Uh, you know, Tyreek Evans too, uh, has some upside, uh, you know, getting J.R. Smith defense. And we know that they, they, with the firing of, uh, Fizdale, they're definitely going to try and change some things up. And they said they were going to try and get some more minutes for some certain guys. So, uh, and it sounds like Tyreek Evans fell into that one. So I really think that Tyreek is in a, a good position here. And uh, I think he's another guy that you can get exposed to, especially if Gasol's out. I mean, there's just that usage is going to just climb through the roof and he's going to be someone we have to consider. Yeah, that usage rate climbs up to over 30% if Gasol's off the court. So you definitely have to give a look to Tyreek Evans here in this matchup. And he's still relatively affordable. So, I mean, this is a guy that, uh, could load up a ton of points, give you a huge value off his price tag. I think there's lots of profit potential if Gasol is out with Tyreek Evans. So uh, anyone else here you want to mention in this game before we move on to the next one? Uh, no, I think that's uh, about it. Again, not 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 the greatest game on the slate, uh, and I think there's just better ones to attack. So on a five-game slate, I'm I'm always a fan of being able to cross out some game. Not, maybe not cross out the game, but not get a ton of exposure to one, just load up on some other ones uh, that I feel are better. Yeah, all right. So speaking of better games, we've got a good game here to look at now. The Detroit Pistons. In Philadelphia against the Sixers, trusting the process, 213.5 is the over-under. Philadelphia, slight home favorite by five points. Uh, Travis, I feel like there's lots of good spots we could go here, so why don't you kick it, kick us off and tell us where you're looking. Uh, yeah, I think there's some decent spots. Your, your buddy Ben Simmons is obviously in play here. Uh, definitely gets a pretty good matchup, and I think like him and Joel Embiid are pretty good with TJ McConnell being up. I mean, a little bit more usage to go around, but those two are just usage monsters and they should absolutely crush here. Uh, Joel Embiid basically said like Andre Drummond, uh, basically he said he sucks. He basically said like he can't shoot. He's not that good. He's talking a lot of trash about him. So there's a little bit of a narrative there. Uh, the two of them uh, are definitely the two guys I'm really looking to target, but a lot of the value guys I'm just not uh, totally in love with here. Uh, you know, they, they draw some tough matchups, right? JJ Redick against Avery Bradley. That's not the greatest spot. Uh, you know, with, with, with having Embiid back and Simmons, it's so a ton of usage. It kind of hurts uh, Covington. I like him more in pace-up games. Not the greatest uh, pace-up spot. And then that obviously, obviously hurts Sarch a little bit. And I think Sarch is an okay play. But again, I think I'm just kind of keeping it simple. I'm just going to go Simmons and Embiid and uh, get my value elsewhere throughout the slate. Yeah, yeah. I think Simmons and Embiid are definitely the way to go here. I like Simmons better than anyone, I think, in this game. And it's not just me, you know, going with my, my favorite player. I am a huge Ben Simmons fan. But I just I think this matchup just fits him really well. That midcourt is not very well protected. Uh, I think outside of Drummond, the the rim the rim protection isn't great. Simmons could pick up a bunch a bunch of boards and he has plenty of opportunities to pick up assists too in this matchup. Um, you know, with Detroit struggling to to defend the wings. Uh, from those those deep outside shots. So I, I do think that Reddick comes into play just because I think he'll get some opportunities uh, to get some three-point shots up. Like him better on DraftKings than I do on FanDuel because they get that three-point bonus. Um, but yeah, Simmons and Embiid for me, and then Reddick is a tournament dart. Uh, anyone on the Pistons side that you might want to look at here? Uh, yeah, so Drummond actually hasn't been too bad against Embiid, and uh, the Sixers actually are not that great against uh, big men. You would be, you know, it's kind of surprising. You would think that Embiid hasn't been better there, but they really have kind of struggled. They're in the bottom five in the league, according to DVP. 
And uh, I think Drummond's still a fine play at that price tag, but I don't know. The problem is I just don't think I'm going to be paying for him. I think there's other centers I prefer, but I still think he's a really good play on this slate. Also, like Avery Bradley, he's the other piston that I would get exposure to. Uh, I think there's, you know, he's a pretty safe play. He has a little bit of upside. I worry about him in tournaments, but in cash games, I think he's a, a, a solid play all around. Uh, and then like guys like Reggie Jackson is Smith. I mean, they're just splitting too much minutes. I'm just going to kind of stay away from them and just, uh, not getting too much exposure, but there's a little bit of exposure I want on the Pistons. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like Avery Bradley a little bit in this matchup. I think he's a nice tournament play. Not going to touch him in cash games, but I, I definitely think that Avery Bradley has some upside in tournaments here. If this game turns into a high paced game, we know the 76ers played a, a very up-tempo kind of pace. So they could bring the Pistons, uh, into, to, you know, more possessions, and more shots going up. So I think this could be a good spot for Avery Bradley. But, yeah, I mean, that, that's about it for me. I, I'm not really going to chase too hard on the Pistons side of the ball, but I do love me some Ben Simmons today. And, uh, like I said, I do like J.J. Redick in tournaments and Embiid, of course. So uh, that's my take on this game. Anyone else here that you want to mention that we haven't mentioned? Nah, yeah. Again, there's uh, I have a little bit of interest, but kind of limited, so I'm uh, not going crazy with this game uh, so far. All right. Next game on the slate, we've got the Sacramento Kings in Milwaukee against the Bucks. One ninety nine and a half is the over under. The Bucks are a huge, huge home favorite here. Thirteen point home favorite, minus nine hundred on the money line. Uh, these guys are are definitely heavily favored at home here. Since the addition of Bledsoe, they've just you know been picking up the scoring and been a very solid team offensively, and they get to face off with the absolutely terrible Sacramento Kings. They're the laughing stock of the league right now. Just you know, it, and you know, this is just a weird spot to pick on because part of me here, Travis, just wants to load up on Bucks, and then the other part of me sees that low over under, sees that huge spread, and it makes me just kind of want to stay away. So, uh, how are you going to handle the situation with the blowout potential? Yeah, so with the Bucks side of the ball, I mean, I just don't think I need to be playing Giannis. I think LeBron is just a better play, so I'm just going to play LeBron instead. I'm not someone who plays 150 lineups. I don't feel like I have to go like overweight on LeBron and then underweight on Giannis. I'll just take a stand, and I'll play LeBron over uh, uh, Giannis at that price tag if I had to pick between the two. So, uh, again, Giannis is the guy I'm just going to end up fading on this slate, and if it burns me, uh, so be it. It's the slowest tempo team in the league. I get the Kings aren't that great. He had 57 DraftKings points in the last game. I get it. Uh, I understand he's a great play. He's matchup proof. He's amazing. But, uh, you know, sometimes you got to make those tough decisions. So that's one I'm making on this slate. I think Eric Bledsoe is a pretty good play, though, at 7.1K. Uh, he's someone you have to definitely uh, consider. I mean, the upside that he's had recently, he's last five games averaging 40 DraftKings points. I mean, he's just looked really, really good. Uh, and just soaking up the second most usage on the team, he's he's just been a really great beneficiary to this team, helping them out. So I think Eric Bledsoe is a pretty interesting play. On the Kings side of the ball, I, I, I don't want anyone. Like, it just makes no sense, like, like to play really anyone here. But I, I get the argument for Willie Cauley-Stein. He's been really good. I've uh, been getting like around like the mid 20s, sometimes in the just getting into the 30s minutes. And the Bucks are horrible against centers, absolutely terrible. And Cauley Stein has shown that he has upside. So I don't hate the idea of going with uh, Willie Cauley Stein. Uh, it was one of those when I first looked at it, I was like, man, I'm just want to cross the Kings off 93.5 total. But uh, I think you do have to have some consideration for Willie Cauley Stein today. So he's on my list. Uh, don't know if he'll definitely make my roster, but he's definitely on the list. And I think a lot of people should be giving him at least a consideration because of the upside that he can have. But I also think there's also better value plays two through uh coming up in the next game so uh obviously uh you know that's one reason i'm not as uh as high on willie Cauley stein here but that's kind of it for this game like i'm just not messing around with some of these plays i'll let other people fall on them and uh in my opinion they're just making mistakes taking them i again there's some okay plays but i just think there's better ones uh in the next game that i'd rather just load up on. yeah i haven't played any kings this season and i'm not going to start doing it now uh just 
these guys aren't getting enough consistent minutes to really pinpoint or project any guys that I'm really interested in. One more guy in this game, Travis, is John Henson. I might be interested in some John Henson on this slate. Just because the Kings just leave a lot open there on the glass, and they do like to run those um, those bigger lineups, so I think that Henson could get some extra minutes on the court here. Uh, what do you think about John Henson? Yeah, again, I think Cauley Stein's just a better play, and then uh, I just think there's better like cheap value centers coming up here. So uh, I I don't know. I just I don't think it's necessary here in this spot. All right. Well, I, I think he's a decent tournament dart at a cheap price tag who should get plenty of opportunities. He does have upside. We've seen him flash some upside. So a little bit of interest for me in tournaments, not for Travis, and that's cool. So we'll move on to the next game. We've got the Los Angeles Lakers in Denver against the Nuggets. Biggest over-under on the slate game total at 222. Lakers are the underdogs here. Denver home favorite by five points on the spread. Uh, this seems like there should be some fantasy goodness here, Travis. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, this game I'm just loading up on. I'm going crazy with it. 222 team total. Not only that, there's just tons of value here where I can just grab the value and then mix and match the studs. So, I mean, sign me up for like all the guys in this game. Uh, the one concern I have with the Lakers side of the ball, some of these guys are getting a little bit priced up. I mean, not, not too much where I'm concerned, like to, to just point them out to definitely Tavius Caldwell Pope, uh, 5.9 K is definitely, uh, you know, more expensive than he's been. And, uh, obviously he has upside still at that price tag. We can get 40 to 50 fantasy point upside, uh, but not a guy that I'm going to be uh, mashing in my lineups, like maybe in the past and same with Brandon Ingram. Uh, I know he looked great the other day against Kevin Durant, really got a confidence boost. And Luke Walton said, uh, this is big for him. And this is something that he, you know, he understands that he needs to just kind of be, uh, you know, focus moving forward and just kind of carry this momentum into the next game. So I expect him to have a good game, but again, 6.3 K is a little, is, you know, pricer than than usual and i but i still think he's a really good play uh my favorite play is lonzo ball though uh just the upside that he has here at 6.6k is insane uh in this matchup against the nuggets uh he should absolutely dominate i feel like as long as he makes his shots he's going to be on the winning tournament team and i'm just going to take the risk that he can make those shots uh in this matchup against the nuggets uh high pace game i think he could definitely succeed uh, I think Brooke Lopez is someone I would stay away from and I would, instead I would just get exposure to guys like Julius Randle and Larry Nance I think they're both great forward options, but my, my favorite one is Julius Randle seeing an uptick in minutes, uh, performing really well. And I could see uh, kind of Lopez getting run off the floor and them just giving Randle run, especially with Kuzma questionable. Just seems like a good spot for those two forwards. So I'll definitely get exposure to them on the Lakers side of the ball. Uh, I'll move over to the Nuggets, though, and kind of give you my take here. So th this is absolutely like loaded just with tons of guys to play. And with all the injuries, we got Millsap out. We got Jokic out. Uh, Chandler's questionable. If Chandler plays, that'll kind of muddy some things up because then he'll get some time at the four. But if he's not playing at the four, I mean, we just have tons of opportunities here for Reed and Plumlee. They're just going to get tons of run here uh, in that spot. Hernan Gomez might be able to slide over there and get some four times. So that, that could eat into them a little bit. Uh, you know, Richard Jefferson, maybe he does. He played 12 minutes last game. I don't, you know, I'm, he's not a guy that I think uh, is someone that's going to get tons of minutes, but he can eat into it a little bit. But I really think 25 minutes for Fareed and Plumlee are secure. And at those price tags, I want to load up on them here in this spot. Uh, Trey Lyles, he also got 22 minutes in the last game. And, uh, you know, again, Fareed, I think, had 22 and Plumlee had 24. 20 and uh Jokic had 16 in the last game so uh there's 16 minutes of Jokic to go around like it, it just seems like these guys are so safe there there's 96 minutes to be eaten up at the four and the five I want to load up on a lot of these value nuggets especially against the Lakers front court that's not that great uh so uh, I really like it like pl playing some of these nuggets here they're going against one of the fastest paced teams in the league in the Lakers uh this is just a great spot for the front court looking at the backcourt I mean 
Will Barton's my favorite option. When Jokic went down, I mean, Barton went absolutely nuts, putting up tons of points. Uh, the question is, will his shot be falling? And uh, again, the match against the Lakers, I'm sure it will be, and he'll be putting up a ton of shots. Kind of seems a lot like Lou Williams with the Clippers in this situation. I think that's a good uh, comparison. So uh, I love Lou Williams. I mean, uh, Will Barton here. Uh, Gary Harris, he's another good option. I see him getting a ton of minutes, so I don't mind him, but I think Barton's the better play. And then if I had to pick between... Uh, you know, Emmanuel Moutier and Jamal Murray. Uh, give me Jamal Murray. Reason wise, I think uh, Catavius Caldwell Pope will be on uh, Harris at first, and then that'll give uh, Murray some maybe some better looks. And then Barton and Moutier will come in with the second unit, and uh, you know Barton will just eat alive everyone. And uh, you know Moutier just won't be able to touch the ball because Barton's such a ball hog. But uh, now that I've just babbled about this game and kind of gave you everything I love and just vomited on the page for you. Uh, yeah, this is the game I love. This is the game I'm loading up on. I'm just mixing my studs with all the value throughout this game, and that's how I'm really approaching this. Slate. Yeah, it's such a good game stack, too, with all the value, like you said. Um, and, yeah, absolutely love Barton coming off, you know, for that second unit. He's going to destroy this Lakers second unit. It's going to be uh, fun to watch, man. I I don't see any way that Barton, unless he comes out and he's just ice cold and he gets in foul trouble, like, you know, pen, you know, like all that aside, like no, nothing like, you know, uh, like no bad run happens here. I think that Barton has a huge game, man. So really like him a lot. I do like Jamal Murray too, like you said. Love me some Plumley here, man. Like this is the guy that I want to have in all of my lineups on this slate at this price tag. Plumley is a big guy with size that grabs rebounds aggressive, uh, rebounds aggressively. Brooke Lopez is not a rebounding center, and um, the Lakers really do rely on their fours to pick up those boards because Lopez is a scoring center, not a rebounding center, which is really weird. Uh, but that's how it's always been throughout his career. So I think that there's going to be lots of open boards for for Plumlee here to do some work and kind of just get himself situated again because this guy was a starter earlier in his career, you know. So uh, he's a guy who does have the, the ability to, to be aggressive and put up a double-double. Love him on DraftKings, especially with that double-double bonus. Um, so for me, I'm going to be really focused on him. On Plumlee, like Fareed too, like you said, Barton. And I'll, I'll sprinkle in some Jamal Murray and some Gary Harris here or there. But... Uh, this is a situation to take advantage of because they're going to be so shorthanded. You're going to have to take what you can get, and they're going to have to run these guys out there for a safe amount of minutes, like you said. Now, on the Lakers side of the ball, do agree with you over there. I do have a lot of interest in Lonzo Ball. Uh, the Denver Nuggets are actually uh, almost as bad as the Phoenix Sun at the Suns at defending opposing guards and backcourt. So um, that's a you know we know what to do against the Phoenix Suns. We always load up on guards. So. Load up on guards against the Nuggets, too, and that's going to bring in Lonzo Ball for me. That's going to bring in uh, Cowell Pope, you know, and that's going to bring in some Clarkson, too. So these are the guys I'm going to really target. Not too crazy interested in the Lakers' front court, just for the simple fact that um, even though the Denver Denver uh, Nuggets are, are missing Jokic here, could be missing Chandler, too. Um, Farid and Plumlee are just really, you know, really big guys who can defend, defend the glass well. So, the, you know, I'm not going to... Go chasing points here from like Nance or Lopez or uh, Kuzma or any of these guys. So uh, Randall. So I, I really like I like the backcourt for the Lakers. I like the front court for the Nuggets. Aside from picking up some Barton and some Gary Harris, perhaps and some Jamal Murray, as I said, but really like that front court in the Nuggets. So all right, yeah, we both babbled on a lot just because this is the game. You know, if you haven't figured it out, this is the game you should be targeting. That's why we spent so much time on it, and these are the guys you should be looking at. But let's move on to the last slate, and we got an alert during the show here, Travis. Uh, Anthony Davis officially ruled out tonight. Oh my God, man! Cousins is gonna get so much usage tonight. It's gonna be uh, it, it, like he's gonna have by far the most usage in this game, maybe on the slate now with Anthony Davis out. Rondo's also gonna pick up some usage too, I'm sure. 
and uh, maybe we'll get some extra usage out of Holiday because I know that Holiday gets a ton of usage with Davis out as well. Uh, Travis, how do we handle this now with uh, Anthony Davis out? Yeah, and I just want to bring up the – I want to go back to Plumley a little bit uh, real quick. Uh, he, he gets a little narrative too against Brooke Lopez. Remember uh, he was at the Nets and then he got like his job stolen kind of from Lopez and got shipped out of town. So there's a little narrative there too. Uh, I don't know. I just think Plumley. I just want to stress again how great of a play he is. Like I just – like if you're not playing him, I just think it's crazy. Uh, but anyways, like – and again, this is one reason why you probably shouldn't be playing John Henson uh, and Willie Cauley-Stein. And also because there's uh, DeMarcus Cousins. So, uh, yeah, with Anthony Davis out, like DeMarcus Cousins is just going to be – uh, probably absolutely mashing against Portland. Uh, maybe some people shy away. Like, I don't think they do obviously, but like, how, maybe how could you shy being, away from cousins? Well, here, I mean, like, okay, is he going to be a hundred percent owned in tournaments? No, he won't. Like there'll be people that don't play him. And maybe part of the reason is because it's against Portland, but I guarantee he will not be a hundred percent owned and he probably should be a hundred percent. But one thing I just want to mention, I don't mean to cut you off, Travis, but I didn't mention the game total here. It's two Oh eight. And currently the trailblazers are a seven and a half point favorite with Anthony Davis's status pending. So we're probably going to see some line movement here. So maybe, uh, you know, there might be some blowout potential we should consider. So just wanted to put that out there, but go ahead. And I, 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 I don't know. I'm not too worried about it, but the, I think the reason to be worried is because Portland's just a really good defensive team. So I get the idea if you would want to fade it. Like, again, these are reasons why I'm really not paying up for like a lot of these stars because I'm just loading up on cousins here. I mean, he's probably going to get like 40 DraftKings points in like the first half alone. And then like 20 in the third quarter. Right. So I'm already there as long as like, uh, with my 60 at this point, but I mean, he's just in a great spot here. Uh, I'm not really too worried about, uh, cousins here. One thing, I mean, you could worry about obviously the ejection factor. And I know there's been a ton of stars getting ejected and it's kind of funny. My friend said that he listened, you know, he's listening to uh, Francesca here and like Adam Silver was on with him on like the radio and he basically said like that stars are gonna like start getting ejected more because they're like uh the rest of them, like the league is done with dealing with the stars complaining for calls and like uh there is some correlation like then Davis got ejected that night and then the next day Durant got ejected so uh, I'm not saying I'm calling a boogie ejection but I wouldn't be shocked if I saw it so I guess that's maybe the reason because of the ownership maybe to fade it uh again it was one of those things my friend said that he heard Silver say on the radio and that was like after like the you know the day after LeBron ejection and then Davis got ejected and then like Durant like I mean it, there is some correlation there uh so again it's something I heard my friend heard on local radio and just happened to tell me so I just thought that was pretty interesting but again like Boogie's just in a fantastic spot one reason why I don't want to play a lot of these other centers on this slate is because I'm loading up on Cousins uh and, and he's going to be high owned and again like you said you know he's People should be playing him, and I think you should just load up on him here and uh, take all your uh, raw points here and just fill it up with the value. But, uh, yeah, he's one guy to like. I think he brought up good points with Rondo. I'm just not a Drew Holiday guy. Uh, I get it. He's popping in my model, and it's kind of like, uh, do I play Drew Holiday? But I really hate rostering this guy. So he's one of those guys I don't think I'll end up rostering, but I wouldn't try and tell people, hey, don't roster him because I think he's a fine play. But I don't know. He's just a guy I really just I have this negative bias against him. So I don't know. Maybe he'll make my rosters. Maybe he won't. But uh, one, one last guy to mention on this team is, uh, Darius Miller. So, uh, with Davis going down, I'm sure he'll get a little bit more time too. And Darius Miller, 28 minutes, 25 minutes, 22, 28, 28, 22, 28. And in those games, he's got like 26.25, 22.75, 26.25, 11, 17, and 23. I mean, that's pretty good for a 3.4 K. So, uh, if you need a cheapie for uh 3,400, I don't hate Darius Miller here in this spot. Yeah. This is interesting. Cause they're so used to running that two big man rotation. Uh, it's gonna. We might see more of a smaller rotation now, 
Um, Because I don't know if they have anyone that is, there's no one else in the roster that's athletic, as athletic and as big as Anthony Davis, you know, so they're going to have to make do here with the holes, but um, Drew Holiday seems like you do have some personal bias. Guy's going to get a ton of usage here, Travis. He he certainly should, and the only thing that would really uh, prevent me from loading up on him like crazy would be the fact that while on paper, like, you know, um, or just, you know, in general, like last year, for instance, the Trailblazers were so terrible against defending, you know, at defending opposing guards. But this season, they've actually stepped up their defensive numbers um, when it comes to, you know, limiting opposing backcourt. So that might be something we could consider. But I just see them getting so much extra run and, and really do like Rondo with this price tag still so cheap, especially on DraftKings. 4.6K, man, it's just way too cheap for Rondo. And you could roster up to four guards on DraftKings. So. This is a, a spot where you're going to have to consider him as well at this price tag. Wouldn't mind like consolidating a little uh, Pelican stack with um, or P- Pelicans correlation play uh, with Cousins and Rondo. But yeah, I don't know. To the other side of the, the Trailblazers here, Travis. Uh, there's only one guy and one guy only. I'm really going to be honing in on. That's going to be Damian Lillard. Um, he just gets such a great matchup here against the Pelicans, and you know the the Trailblazers are really leaning on him hard to score. So uh, I think that he's going to have to shoulder the offensive duties. And if he if he sees uh, Rondo defense, it's it's a wrap, man. He's just going to he's just gonna absolutely wreck if they try to put Rondo on him. Rondo has, no, has never had interest in playing defense and has a really bad reputation throughout the league as being a guy who is just so offensive-minded that he doesn't care about defense. So if Rondo's on Lillard, man, watch out. Lillard's going to put up a huge game. Uh, how about you, Travis? Any interest in the Trailblazer side? Yeah, I mean, I think it's simple. It's either uh, Lillard or C.J. McCollum. If you can't get exposure to Lillard and you want to get it cheaper for C.J. McCollum, I get going that route. But again, there's a guy like Will Barton in that same range who I like, but obviously you can play both of them. I think McCollum's a really interesting option, though, and I mean, they they struggle more, the Pelicans, against uh, shooting guards, and I think he's someone that, you know, to definitely consider. And I think he's a fine pivot off of Lillard if you think he's more expensive. I also think Lillard isn't as in play on DraftKings just because it seems like I'm just paying for other guys and I don't think he'll fit. I think he'll maybe make my roster construction better on FanDuel specifically. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a good player. Like, I'm not going to, like, talk anyone out of playing him. But that's just kind of the approach it seems like I'm taking uh, across uh, the industry. Uh, on the Trailblazers, not really loading up on many of these bench guys. Nurkic, I'll pass on him. He'll be busy having a deal with Cousins. And just, uh, you know, there's just other centers I'm already paying for. I guess here's a really interesting question on FanDuel, Josh. Kinda, maybe we can end it end it on here. Uh, like Plumley or Cousins uh, on FanDuel? I understand the opportunity cost with not taking Cousins, but Plumley is $4,000 and Cousins is, you know, I, I forget what his price tag is, but it's pretty expensive. 11000 10000 something. What One of those price tags. Uh, you can only play one center. On DraftKings, I can play Plumley and Cousins, but on FanDuel, I can only play one. So the question is, what do you do? Are you are you team Plumley or team Cousins? I mean, Plumley has legitimate 10x value on his price tag in the spot, right? Yeah, but I mean, Cousins has the raw points of, uh, you know, just uh, like a 75, 80 point game, like with no Davis. It's, it's definitely in Zarto. It comes down to where are you upgrading by, you know, like if you're if you're fading Cousins here for Plumlee and you save that salary cap, where is that cap going to go? Now, what I would usually do in this spot is I would take the projections that I would have for the combination that's affected by this switch and see which, which you know, of my... Uh, add that up, and whichever sum is greater from those projections is the, the way that I would go. Uh, I haven't really got too deep into lineup building yet today. Uh, we still got a good five hours before lock. But uh, I would imagine that, like you said, the opportunity cost 
uh, for fading Cousins here with the raw points and the usage. Uh, you know, that might hurt, but if I get a guy that is so dirt cheap that he could legitimately post up 10x here, um, you know, you're going to have to consider him. It's just tough. I just, I don't know. You know, it, it depends where you can upgrade. And if you feel like, if you're doing, if you're playing Plumlee just to save the money and then realize there's nowhere else you that you're spending up where you feel like, okay, it was worth fading Cousins for this, then just go with Cousins. Don't overthink it. You know, that's 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 my advice to you guys out there if you're, building lineups and you're in the middle of construction you're like man i feel like i have to play plumbing at this price but i just don't get the upgrades i want to get and it's not really balancing off that uh that boogie uh potential that you'd get then and then go ahead and play cousins don't don't feel like you have to play a guy um on sites like fanduel where it's positionally locked just because he's going to be a popular value play now trust me i know you know you're going to be sick to your stomach if you fade plumbing plumbing plays earlier than boogie tonight i think right what time does plumbing play Nine o'clock. So like an hour into that game, if he, he's like at like five x value, six x value already, and Cousins hasn't gone yet, I know you guys are gonna panic because that's like you know what happens. Everyone starts complaining early. But uh, do I think that Cousins is gonna outscore Plumley tonight? Absolutely, a hundred percent. I think Cousins will outscore Plumley. But the difference is the price tag is so you know is is so much greater than Plumley's for Cousins. So you're expected to do that. So. I don't know, Travis. I know I'm just running around circles here, but for me, it just comes down to the upgrades. Where am I going to get to upgrade by fading Boogie here for Plumlee? And if if I feel like that upgrade is worth it in my projections, then I'll go ahead and do it. How about you? Yeah, man, just think it's an interesting question. To be honest, I really don't know which I'm going to do. I think you uh, kind of summed it up the right approach. Uh, kind of just depends on why, how your overall roster feels and how you feel about it. But I just think it's a really uh, interesting conversation that we're, people are going to have to have on Fanduel. Thought it'd be a good one to uh, kind of, kind of discuss. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like again. I'm kind of leaning Plumley right now. Uh, but I haven't done a ton of building on uh, over there yet. And uh, I, again, I don't, I don't know for sure. Uh, it could go either way because I love both plays. But I like the idea of the Plumlee play. But I do think that like uh, just the raw points that Cousins could have uh, is there's just so much opportunity cost at center. So that definitely scares me. But uh, you know we have like a while until lineup lock to really make up our decision. So if you want, shoot me a, shoot me a message on Twitter, maybe closer to lock. And if I'm able to, I can uh, tell you what my final decision will be on that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely tough. I feel like I it's tough because I really want cousins. And then uh Plumlee's obviously a great play, but uh, with the, with the probably with now I think more about it, with probably the insecurity of not insecurity, the, uh, the uh, there's, there's less security in minutes for Plumlee. Like I think he's going to play a lot of minutes, but there's definitely some less security of that. So maybe I'll end up going with cousins just because I'll feel safer with that and just feel better. And I don't think there's a ton of guys that you really, really want to pay up for today. So probably going to end up with cousins actually the more and more I think about yeah, it. Yeah. We'll just pair him up on DraftKings, though. Right. Yep. Exactly. There you go. All right. So with that, we're going to move on to the lock and load segment of this slate. Lock and load brought to you by the Rotor Grinders lineup builder, Lineup HQ as well, where you can click the lock button on a guy as you build your lineups through what exposure you'd like to each player. If you click the lock button on a player, it gives you 100% exposure. So for here, in this segment, what we do is we talk about a guy we'd want to click that lock button on. Travis, I'll go ahead kick us off. It's a guy we were just talking about. Plumlee is going to be my lock and load play for this slate. Coming in at a super cheap price, no joke, which means he's going to have to get minutes on the court. I think he's got a great matchup here in an up-tempo game. Should do plenty of work on the glass and bring in plenty of boards. I just I feel like this price tag is too good to pass up, especially on DraftKings. So Plumlee is going to be my lock and load play of the day. Excellent value to supplement your lineups in other places and other positions. How about you, Travis? Who's your lock and load play of the game of the day today? 
Uh, yeah, so I think, uh, you know, I think I kind of mentioned like, you know, a lot of plays that are really good smash plays today, but I'm going to go a little, I don't know if it's off, I don't know if it's off the board, but I feel like a lot of, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people are playing Drew Holiday and I'm just not going to be on it. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I think it's Lonzo Ball, man. I mean, I just think he's a fantastic play here and I'm just going to take that upside that he has in, uh, in tournaments and call it a day. Uh, cash games, maybe not so much on Lonzo, but in tournaments, I mean, I just think, uh, there's just too much upside to pass on. So Lonzo Ball will be my, in tournaments will be my lock and load uh, play of the day. And can we agree that DeMarcus Cousins is like, you know, very, very close candidate for a lock and load play of the day, if not another lock and load play? Yeah, I mean, I, everyone knows that. So I think we uh, I think we went over it enough. So yeah, but for the for the new guys, like you know, for the new guys, why not? I, gotta I guess. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, we, we spent so much time talking about him. I think they I think they got it. So, uh, <laughs> at least I hope they did. If not. Uh, man, that, that, that just make sure you make sure you get some exposure to him. Uh, you, you don't have to, you don't have to play him on every team, uh, but definitely make sure you get exposure. To him. All right. So that's it. We covered the slate for you guys. Uh, I'm going to enjoy the basketball today because tomorrow I have to watch my New York Giants become the laughing stock of the league with Chino Smith starting, but uh, not looking forward to that on my football Sunday, but what are you going to do? Let's enjoy the basketball games tonight. If you guys have any questions, comments, you just want to interact with us, go ahead, hit us up on Twitter. You can follow me at real Joshua giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis, M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Other than that, we'll see you guys next weekend for the Weekend Grind podcast. For the Weekend Grind crew, I'm Josh, Sir Giant. Peace out, Grinders. by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.